Get ready for adventure with NPR's only actual play, Dungeons & Dragons podcast. KOSU brings you Red Dirt D&D, featuring the world's greatest role-playing game, including music and sound effects like a classic radio show. Join our seasoned Red Dirt D&D players as they take you on a thrilling adventure through the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Catch new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as KOSU.org, or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Geeks Cant, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of geeky and nerdy topics to get you through your week. My name is John Christian, Dwarf of DM, and you'll notice that the dulcet tones of uh, Troy Sandlin and Zach Owens are not here this week. Once more, uh, they are out at PAX U enjoying themselves uh, in, uh, in sunny Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, but t- this week, instead, I'm joined by number one son, Gabriel, who is here with me tonight. Say hello, Gabriel. Good evening, everyone. Right on. So uh, tonight, uh, I talked to Gabriel a little bit ahead of time, and we talked about what really good topics uh, would kind of fit between the two of us. And as a father-son convention team now, it's official. We've been, I think we've been doing this for like two years now. Oh, we've been doing it longer. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like actually going and running games. We've oh, been going to yeah. conventions since you were pretty young. You're probably like what? I was 14, 14 when we went to my first. Yeah, 2018 was whenever he went to Gen Con for the first time, and then shortly after we went to Origins. Actually, I think we did. Did we do Gen Con twice? We did Gen before Con... COVID. Yes, no. we didn't. No, no, no. We did Gen Con twice. We went to Gen Con 2018, and then Gen Con 2019, and, and then Origins, and then the year the world shut down and everything went. Well, you didn't you didn't get to go do any of that though, right? I went to one Origins and two Gen Cons before, right. and COVID then, then it was 2021 before we did anything else, right? In person, which the first one we went to was in Origins in 2020. No, we went to Warhammer Fantasy in 2021, and then we went to Origins Gen Con, and yes. then another Winter Fantasy, and then everything started yes. to come back to normal. Yeah, Winter Fantasy 2021 was the the year of the snowpocalypse. Yes, well, we all got yes. we got shut in, which was awesome. So you've been. I think it's fair to say that you are an experienced game master and dungeon master when it comes to running games at conventions. You've been to multiple, so like from small, mid-sized to big conventions now between Winter Fantasy Origins and then Gen Con, and that's pretty much it. You haven't done any other, well, you've done like some local conventions, Right. Geekster. um, Which is changing this year. I'm going to be at Origins, Gen Con, Gary Con, and Winter Fantasy. And then if I can pull off more with my schedule, that'd be great. But I don't know if I can. You're going to have a hard time getting into GaryCon now. I heard that all of the tickets or all the uh, the badges are sold out. So you're going to have to latch on to somebody else's badges and run some games, dude. Uh, well, I was planning on doing that anyways for yeah. World of Game Design. There you go. All right. So I guess, so Gabriel put together a top five, two sets of five, top five lists, actually. Indeed. One that was really more from the uh, running game side, and another one that was just as an attendee. And so I thought we could kind of go through those one by one here. Gabriel, which one do you want to you want to start up with first? I'll run. Um, I'll run by my top five tips for just conventions in general. Um, as a, like as an attendee. Like yeah, going. as an attendee. So this is for you know your everyday con con and go con enjoyer okay well let's do this before you start go into that 
get, kind of give us a primer on what your first experience at a convention was like whenever you were... Do you remember it at all when you were 14 100%. that first time? Okay, so 100%. we went to Gen Con for the first convention. I had gone the year before with a friend of mine, uh, my buddy Eck, who uh, used to work for Hairbrain Schemes. They are the, the company that does the, the, the uh, real-time strategy PC game for uh, Battletech. Battletech. Yep, which was awesome. And really he, good. He, uh, he was there for business. I got to go and, and uh, crash in his hotel room. Made it super cheap, uh, and then uh, I wanted to bring Gabriel and some other buddies of ours back for the next year. So okay, so why don't you give me like a how did that go? Like from a what do you remember of that that um, that journey? Not well, not to take up too much time. I'll give just a brief summary. I had an absolute blast. I'm very extroverted. I'm a very big people person. So getting to go where a bunch of people with my interests have all gathered for a week, I made a bunch of new friends. I got to meet a lot of really cool people. I got to see a bunch of stuff that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, first time ever going to a big convention like that completely blew my ADHD 14-year-old brain. Um, so I loved Gen Con. It was massive. And little little uh, freshman in high school me was completely blown away. Yeah. So You think you were, let's see, the, the, the attendees that year, if memory, memory serves, was around 70,000. Yep. So that was huge. You know, we went from, we had, you'd gone to a convention before that. I think you went with us to Geekster, right? I, I went to, um. Geekster is literally, by three. the way. Which, go ahead. Which I one? went to three conventions before I went to Gen Con. I went to, well, like, they were, like, really small local conventions. I went to Geekster, I went to National Tabletop Day, and I went to, um. The Middle Tennessee Anime Convention, intact. That's right. That's right. Uh, and it, it was like, if I had to like rank which ones were bigger than the others, I'd probably say National Tabletop Day was the smallest, and then um, National Tabletop Day, Geekster. Geekster was fun. I liked Geekster, and then Intact. Intact's pretty big. I mean, it's I want to say like five, maybe six hundred people who go mm-hmm. to Intact. But I went with some friends, and it was a lot of fun. But it wasn't nearly as big or exciting as Gen yeah, Con was. Yeah, Geekster is really small. There were probably... They don't do Geekster anymore, like, do they? They do. Oh. There are like 30 vendors in a uh, a college gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And there is one small, like a dance studio that's right next next to it that they converted into a tabletop area. There were four tables and probably a total of 20 to 30 people that came through the, the turnstile and they're running ga- uh, playing games all day long. And it, I believe that of those four tables, myself and one or two of my other buddies were running at three of the four. And uh, it's in Chattanooga, which is probably about, I don't know, two hours away from us. So we did that two years in a row. And we have not gone back since then because it's just, it's a lot to do. <clears throat> and there's there's... There's other stuff that's actually near nearby, like Nashville Tabletop Day in Treveca. It's pretty great. They're around like four or five hundred people. They have a lot of door prizes and giveaways and things like that. And then, uh, but it's close. We're talking about like a thirty minute drive, uh, and it's in April if I right. remember serves. So, all right. So, you, you was there a highlight to it that you can remember that was kind of like the best part about going for the first time? Oh man, getting to play D and D. In that ballroom 
for the first time. Mm-hmm. What? Because now I am all too familiar with the layout of Gen Con and Origins, and I could walk in there today. I then I can walk in there after being having a year of not being there and know exactly where everything is. It's I've got the map pretty much tattooed on the back of my hand at this point. But being able to go and explore and find out where everything is it just brought out the already much too present childlike wonder in me um but yeah getting to explore and playing in that ballroom for the first time was very 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 cool yeah, i think if i remember too one of the big the highlights of the these the weekend for all of us was probably the, the epic that they ran yeah. there was a moonshade epic that they ran and it was the first epic that any of them had been been to or participated in i think i may have watched one from the sidelines for about 10 minutes the year before whenever I'd gone by myself but when I went the year before I don't know how much I think I may have played like two two sessions of D&D the rest of the time was just me wandering around trying to figure out what everything was where it was and I was it was pretty much me by myself the entire time my buddy Eck was at the booth in the the vendor area or the dealer's room so um but yeah so uh being able to take Gabriel as I'll say this as a dad taking your kid the fact that he enjoyed it, that was, really wasn't any question about whether he would or not. We have a lot of the same interests, and he had cut his teeth really young whenever it was, when we started playing D&D together, uh, running games for him, and he was uh, involved in, uh, he had like a tabletop RPG club that he was participating in at school, so I think it was a natural thing for the two of us to be able to do it. One of the great things, though, and that I've really loved to do is that over time with Baldwin Games and World of Game Design is introducing Gabriel to those different gaming groups and him being kind of like the, almost like a de facto mascot for the first year or two. And when he went the first year um, to, I think it was like when you went to Origins that yeah. first year, right? He was the squirrel. Well, the, the year that I went to Origins for the first time, I uh, brought my ukulele. Uh, so I play a bunch of different instruments and I had always wanted to play instruments at a convention since I had gone to my first one. Mm-hmm. I was like, it'd be really cool to play music here. I think that'd be awesome. So I was trying to always, I was trying to figure out what's the best instrument to bring. that's very bard like, and that I can carry on my back and not get tired from it. So I brought my ukulele and, oh man, talk about a conversation piece holy moly and then i haven't i haven't left for a convention without it and i've upgraded so i went to my first one with just a little hundred dollar ukulele i had gotten for christmas and then i upgraded it to a bigger one and then i upgraded it to a way bigger one so i loved being able to go squirrel around for everybody and being able to play music while doing it too it felt very bard quest like yeah but he spent a lot of time just being a helper he helped out at jasper's game day uh at the uh at that table and uh yeah rest in peace jasper's game day sadly they closed they closed the doors on that one which is pretty sad we love we, we loved that as a uh, a non-profit um but uh what i told him was like look just be be there help out in hq ask if anybody needs any help with anything if they need to uh, grab lunch for folks like we're just going to do uh, lunch runs for folks like that and so you know over the course of the week people got to know who he was outside of just being my kid because that was the other thing i didn't want him to be like john's 
kid. I wanted him just to be Gabriel and do his own stuff. I think I was John's son for like a day, for like two, maybe three days. I'm sure you were. And then I started to develop my own connections. And then what ended up happening too is like he was too young to run any games. Yeah. At that point, so he started running games in 2022. Is that right? No, I started running games in 21. No, I uh, was 17. That's right. You played. You ran at Origins for the, or, or Gen Con. Wasn't it Gen Con? I ran at Gen Con right. in 2021 yep. because uh, Dave, the guy who runs all the Baldwin stuff, let me run some Learn to Plays at Gen mm-hmm. Con as kind of my test run to see if I was up to snuff to run games for mm-hmm. him at my age. Yeah, he was technically 17. He uh, he was uh, he had a month. He was turning uh, turning 18 a month before or a month later. So. Kind of squeezed him in there at the very end. I still hold the record for the youngest DM at Baldwin Games. That's right. Yeah, right on. So, um, so that he kind of like I said, he cut his teeth on it, and he's been doing it for the last two, almost almost three three years soonish, right? But really two years of, of solid. But you went from uh, Baldwin uh, running games exclusively for Baldwin. It's kind of like a like a proving ground. It's a really great way to get started. By the way, it's running for Baldwin Games. It's, they've got a fantastic organization they're very they're well organized they got lots and lots of content and it's D and it's it's kind of like the lowest hanging fruit on the ttrpg tree it's familiar most people know how to play it they know how to run it and things like that so it's a, it's a great start at the different conventions it's a good way to get your foot in the door uh and then he started working uh, uh tables for world of game design uh shortly after and i started by um running a booth with um, bald man, bald man. Yeah, Baldman. Yeah. yeah, Baldman Games. I started with running a booth for Jared Nielsen, the guy who uh, owns World of Game Design. Mm-hmm. Me and him ran a um, pouring booth for resin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like resin terrain, resin minis, all that kind of stuff. And now I'm Jared Nielsen's number one salesman. That's what it calls. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, but. I got to do that, and then I got to move on to running games for World of Game Design. So I think I ran, like, one game at a convention, and then the next convention I was running eight different things. Mm-hmm. So I went from running two ga- one or two games of Mothership, I think it was, for Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And then at Origins, they said, hey, you're going to be running six modules of Scrap Rats, and then you're going to be running two modules of the new Marvel RPG. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the opportunities I feel like I definitely missed was I got invited to go to New York Comic Con to run mm-hmm. more of the Marvel stuff. And I had to turn it down because of school. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that was around the same time that uh, things were tied around here, too. So I couldn't do that either. So we were both bummed. All right. So as a, um, as a seasoned veteran now, two years on... You probably, I think you've got some some tips and tricks that you wanted to, to pass along. So we're going to start out with our, to- our top five uh, that you came up with for at two. At, if you're going to attend a convention, here are the tips that Gabriel gives. What's your number one? Okay, my number one uh, is actually not my tip. Uh, my number one is a tip that had been passed on to me that I shall now pass on to you. Um, it's to always get six hours of sleep, eat at least two meals a day. 
And always shower once every day, at the very, very least. Mm, the, the the less the less rules, right? The less rules. Yeah, our friend Les Foster. That's that's uh that is a that's another Baldman specific or not a Baldman originated rule set. And uh, so okay, how the question is, uh, how closely do you actually follow those rules whenever you go? To, when have you gone to a convention, Gabriel? Very. I shower in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I get. I know for certain that I get at least six hours. Because even if I went to bed at two, I could still be up at eight and get to my nine o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Um, two meals is is a lot harder than it sounds. Because after you finish, if you're like playing a game until eleven o'clock, or you know you have the early nine to, um, you have like a nine to one. It's really, really hard to find the time to go find food for yourself mm-hmm. because the lines are long. It's going to take you forever to get your food. And then you got to eat your food and then get to whatever you're going to next if you're going to something next. Um, but I very, I do try my hardest to follow those rules. It's always in the it's always in the back of my head. Yeah. Make sure that I do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, the, you've got essentially at most conventions. You'll uh, if you're running organized play, or really if you're playing play at all, their schedules are typically an hour apart. So you'll have four hours, an hour break, four hours, and so on and so forth. But depending on the size of the convention, you may have zero opportunity to get anything to eat. So unless you're bringing like Gen Con this year, for example, yeah. there were over a hundred thousand people in attendance, and holy crap, was it impossible to get yeah. food? Well, we that up... wasn't like three, four miles away. So here's the tip, though. The, the the extra tip on this one, and this is legit. If you are at a big con and you are worried you're not going to get something to eat, A, make sure that you talk to your friends. If they're going, bring cash with you. For the love of God, bring cash with you. Bring them in, t- at least in uh, in fives and tens, and then that way you can give them 15 bucks for something. Because it's going to end up running you about 15 bucks for a meal, more than likely. If not a little bit more. If, if not more. Depending on what you're getting, right? But like, it's Indiana. Prices. I would say bring cash with you so you can hand it off to friends that are going to go. Because a lot of the time, you'll have there are usually three slots of gaming per day. And so you'll have a total of 12 hours of gaming with an hour, a very brief hour of, uh, of t- uh, time between. But a lot of times you're trying to like prep for your next game or you're reading up on the next adventure or something like that. And... Man, that time gets it zaps. Or sometimes you just want to go and decompress. You want to just sit off to the side somewhere, drink some water. Uh, oh, stay hydrated, hydrated, hydrated uh, while you're at the conventions too. But I know what my life hack. My life hack for next year is I've started taking like protein powder mm-hmm. with so really highly packed smoothies. That's my life hack for next year. I'm going to be drinking majority of my meals will be smoothies and I will be still I'll still be getting all my macros and I'll still be getting all my calories. We'll see how that goes. What I would also say is that the, the but the secret though, the secret is DoorDash. Yeah. DoorDash. Or like Uber Eats, stuff like whatever. That. But like what have your food brought to you by somebody else? Like it's it is more. And the uh you want to do it about an like an hour before things get really hot. So what I would do is I would order food between in during your break in the game because you'll have four hours but at the around like the three an hour and a half hour 45 minutes uh point you could do a quick like a do a quick uber eats run and have the uh the food brought to you holy smokes that's like that's the bomb um but uh let's see oh and then yeah uh gridlock's mentioning in chat here about bathroom stuff that's another thing too it's like 
sometimes you're holding it for a while if you're at that table. So make sure that you're allowing your players to run running, it. Though. If you're running, right? But if, even if you're attending, sometimes they can. Get, those bathrooms can get really either nasty, mostly nasty, or they get really clogged up with a lot of people in there. So uh, that's uh, sometimes you're having to run and gun there. Right. Okay, I, so I like those. So yes, I agree. Make sure you get rest. That's really tough because you're going to be playing games. You're going to be running games. You're going to want to hang out with your friends that you haven't seen in forever and so on and so forth. Uh, depending on the convention that you go to, it's going to be harder to do that at some and easier to do it at others. If with your winter fantasies, you're going to have no problem relaxing because it's a relaxing convention. It's right. meant to be that way. Uh, Origins is like, again, that's that mid-level. It's kind of up to you. You are You choose your own fate on how busy you're going to end up being there. And Origins is great because they have where the at least where the Baldman stuff is, uh, the uh, the food court is like right there, and there's a ton of options. There are a ton of options of food to eat at uh, at Origins. Uh, Gen Con is the nightmare. It sucks. Like I know that I think that if the food situation wasn't so hard or, or bad, or how expensive it was, and how clogged it was, how many people were there, just buttholes and elbows, like just right next to each other. I probably would enjoy it more. It's because I like, I'm an extrovert too. There's just, there's such a thing as just too much and it's just too much of a headache to really enjoy it instead of it's like, it's a, it's not a vacation. It is a, it's work the entire time. So, all right. I like those. So get rest, get food. And I'm going to, I'm going to say like constantly drink in between all of that water. You are going to be so dehydrated. You're going to walk a lot depending on the convention, of course, you're going to walk a lot, and there may or may not be an opportunity for you to have a lot of fluids while you're we're doing all that stuff. So right. bring an Nalgene bottle, fill it with water whenever you can, and then chug a lug constantly. All right, what's your next one? Okay, so first, before I move on to this, we were asked, we were just asked a very, very important question mm-hmm. here over on Twitch where we're recording yep. the, this podcast episode. Um, how do you save your voice? So conventions are full of yelling. Whether you are just attending or you are running or working it at a booth or running games at a table. I haven't had any problems with losing my voice. Um, but the like the three tips that I can give you is to drink tea on a regular basis because it's going to soothe your vocal cords and prevent them from getting damaged. Uh, it may sound weird, but vocal warm-ups every morning may help. Uh, stretching your vocal cords and make sure that they don't get exhausted as you continue to talk throughout the day. And probably the weirdest one and the hardest to describe is to speak from your chest and not from the back of your throat. Because if you speak from just your throat, it's kind of going to scratch and wear down your, I guess, your vocal cords. Project. If you project, you'll come across louder, you'll be able to get your point across better, and you're going to have a lower chance of losing your voice. And it depends on where you're at, really. Right. Right? If you are in a really, if you've got really super high ceilings in a big, big ballroom, you're gonna, it's gonna not going to be nearly as loud because it's not going to kind of like echo back and forth. But I'm thinking about Gen Con uh, at, uh, or Wagdi for, for Gen Con. The ceilings were pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty low, actually, relatively low in there. And the space was really small. So, when people were talking to one another, you you had to pretty much yell in order for a lot of people to be able to be able to hear you. So, like the what Gabriel's saying, you want to make sure that you you project as best as you can. But the two of us are both loud mouths, and we just have a lot. Like we naturally project our voices a lot. I always got in trouble at school, even though there were like ten other boys that were like being loud or talking or whatever, because they could always hear my voice over everybody else's. I get in trouble at school now 
because well, I mean, I mean not college, so not really, but I get in trouble now. Yeah, for being for loud. Being loud. And so, but but I agree with that. I think that keeping your vocal cords lubricated is absolutely critical. T T T. Or I'll just super I'll, important. The thing is though, like, and I agree. I think some tea, but mostly water. The the reason why is because tea is great, uh, but you, it's it's a diuretic, so you're gonna pee a lot. You're gonna have to go to the bathroom a lot. And you're not going to dehydrate from it, but you're not going to stay as hydrated as you could if you were if you focused on water. So I would focus on water as opposed to things that with a lot of caffeine or diuretics in it. Uh, but tea is good. Don't get me wrong. I think anything that's warm, hot, like a hot coffee or a hot tea or something like that, that'll also kind of like keep things warm and flexed out. The one that Gabriel kind of like skimmed past, but I think is like is the is the secret uh, secret sauce is warming up in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you're in the shower. And if your buddies are not don't hate you because they're still sleeping, if you can go through a vo- like a five minute vocal warm up while you're in there, they sound stupid and you'll sound like a lunatic mm-hmm. while you're doing them. Look up five minute vocal warm up of warm up on YouTube. First video, it's in purple. It's in it's got a purple background, white text, straight it's, up. I use that this morning. Mm-hmm. I use it on a very regular basis, and it is incredibly helpful for whenever you know that you're about to go do a lot of talking, yelling, or projecting. Because Troy and I have talked about this a little bit, and I don't want to sit on this for too long. But, right. Uh, Troy and I have talked about it a little bit. Your vocal cords are like rubber bands, and so the more that you stretch them out and the flex them, the less likely they are to snap and break. And that's essentially what's happening. Whenever you um, when you you go hoarse and you lose your voice is because you, when you started out it was really tense and so you're doing a lot of damage to them because you're trying to stretch them really really far really fast by having to start you go from like talking a little bit or maybe not talking that much to like all day long you're just you're yelling right. and trying to keep everybody else hearing you so I think those are kind of like the top ones that I would go with all right uh, so what was what was the second one again my second one would probably be. Okay, there's an addendum to this tip from me. Never buy things on the first day unless you know that it's something that's going to be snatched up fast or something that's only there for a day. Like, I buy, I hate to harp on tea, but there's a company called Steampunk Teas that I buy from every year. Um, And I only really get to see them once a year, but a lot of the times they'll do tea drops at the very beginning of the week for new flavors, and they're pretty much gone in the first day. Mm -hmm. So... I suggest not buying anything on the first day unless you know that it's going to be gone the next day because you want to give yourself time to walk around the entire dealer floor because if you've set yourself a budget like I know that I do and that he does whenever we go to conventions, if you've set yourself a budget and you blow through that budget in the first day, you're going to end up feeling bad about all the other cool stuff that you see later throughout the week but that you you know, may not be able to get because you've already gone past that budget or I mean, if you've got the leeway to do it, go for it. But you got to make sure that you give yourself time to fully appreciate and explore the dealer hall, no matter how big it is. And there's Sundays. Yeah. If you stay late on Sunday, that's where the deals happen. And everybody knows it. It's, it is, it is not a, it's not a secret. The, the vendors know the, 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 uh, the attendees know that it, but you t- you risk it for a biscuit if you want to get a if you wanted to get it cheaper there's a possibility that you're not going to get it at all because they've already sold out so right. I'm with you on that I think that first day you scope and scan second day uh, you can start making some purchases that first day though there are some things like uh, that you're you're not going to be able to get on the second or third day or the last day so if it's really really important for you to you and you don't care about the you've already set it up in your mind I'm going to get this thing. 
Just go get the thing. Like, I, I, I have an example of me breaking that rule. There is a game by Paizo that I have been trying to get for two years. I've been trying to get this game, and I didn't want to order it online because I like to support in-person convention vendors. I've been trying to get this game for a freaking long time, and they sell out uh, the first day of every convention. It's Cat in the Box by Paizo. I've been trying to get that game for a while. Last, uh, I think it was Last Origins. Uh, no, it was last Gen Con. First day I showed up first thing in the morning and I got a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Finally. Finally. Yep. But All right. next Yeah, give me, next give me, tip. Hit, me hit me with a three. Yeah. Alright, my next tip. I'm pulling up my notes here. My next tip is to play lots of games and to branch out. It is perfectly okay to try something new whenever you go to a convention. Because really, that's what they're there for. A convention is to show you all, is to get people together who like the same things and to show you all the new things that you haven't gotten a chance to see yet. So, play new games. It may, it may be, I mean... It may give you some anxiety because you don't want to go into a new game and think, oh, what if all these people think that I'm dumb because I don't know anything about the game? Or, like, what if uh, I go in there and I don't like it and it just ends up taking up my time? Take a leap of faith. Try something new. You may end up, It may end up being, you know, your next obsession or your next thing. So just try new things. Yep. I think that's important, too. And it also depends, again, on the convention that you go to. Some game, some conventions are geared more towards certain games than others. So, um, like I, uh, the first year that I took Gabriel, we, uh, the group that I was with, some of our other friends, all they wanted to do was play D and D, which is fine because if you're going to play D and D, you can play a crap load of D and D in Gen Con. And brother, we did forty hours of D and D from every single slot. Um, well, I think it was almost every slot. I think there were like thirteen or fourteen slots that year. But we went through just about every one of them. The, the only problem that I had was Gen Con has a crap load of everything. And that's kind of the that's the appeal of Gen Con is it's a little bit of everything is there. So, I mean, Gen Con's even got video game stuff that you don't yep. really see at any other uh, any of the other TTRPG mm-hmm. um, stuff. I mean, they've got video game competitions. I got the chance to participate in a Smash, Bros. Smash competition yeah. at Gen Con. I got disqualified because I didn't show up for my final match. Um, but I mean, that was something I had never done a Smash competition before. That was something new that I tried. I was mm. like, yeah, I'm pretty good. And I ended up getting to the semis. Yeah, try out some of the panels too while you're there too. Oh, like, yeah. Like, try, oh, yeah. Try, like, that's the thing. It's like, go there and spend, I mean, be you, right? If you're, if, if you're all about D&D, then go play the crap out of D&D. Yeah. I don't care. But like, what I am saying is like, and I think Gabriel's absolutely right, is like, it's just dip your toe into other stuff while you're there too, especially depending on the convention that you're going to. If you go to Winter Fantasy, play the crap out of some D&D. You're going to because that's about 80% of what they got. Make sure you play other stuff too because that other 20% they've got there is really great on top of that. But like try panels. Try going to sitting in on uh, seminars. Go to like like Gabriel said, like GDEX was there at, at Origins. And I think I they're going And so they do, they do like classic gaming. They've got arcade stuff there. It may cost you a little bit more to do it, but I mean, knock it out. You're going to get less sleep as a result of it, but make sure you get your sex in and you'll be all right. All right. Let's see here. What else you got? Um, okay. This is, uh, this has come from my own experience. So fault of my own. Don't over schedule in advance. It is perfectly okay. If you see an event and you're like, I want to do that event buy that ticket, because if you don't, then you're going to end up, you know, missing out on that thing that you wanted to go do. 
but don't overpack your schedule because if you overpack your schedule and then you get there and realize, hey, that's really cool. There's an open spot. Can't do it. I already paid $30 for this event that I'm going to go to mm-hmm. for the next four hours. So if you, I would leave yourself some slots to be open. Yes. Maybe it's Saturday from like one to six, and then you've got a game that night from seven to 11, mm-hmm. or you've got an open slot on Sunday while everything's being closed up. Some of the stuff's going to be pretty open. You can go do something then. Maybe it's your first couple of slots on the first day so that you get a chance to go look at everything. But leave yourself at least two to three slots that are going to be open for you to either go look at the dealer floor or to go play games that you hadn't really planned for. Or rest. Or rest, yeah. Take a nap. It's okay to take, yeah. go take a nap. Leave, leave yourself a slot to go take a nap. And I always say it's a convention is meant to be for fun, not to be... Not, it's not for you to stress out about. You're supposed to be going to... Con- Everybody's got different reasons for going to things, but I think the majority of people go to conventions to have fun. So go to the convention to have fun. Don't stress out about, out mm-hmm. about it. Really, it's a vacation for you. So do the things that you want to do and leave yourself some time to go try something new. Now, granted, remember, you're going to be going with other people too, right? Right. Yep. Right. So sometimes you're going to be beholden to their schedules, their wants, their des- desires, and needs. But they also like, that, that that comes with the caveat that they're going to be beholden to yours as well. Yeah. Well, and even that where I'm going to go with that, uh, go with that too is that even though you got them there with you, depending on how often you see them, maybe sometimes you go solo dolo for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, for a I, slot, I go with um, him, and every once in a while we'll go with two or three more people, and then I've got the big world of game design group that I'm with pretty much all the time. I'll straight up go off on different side quests by myself all the time. I leave myself some time open to go and walk the con and play music, which mm-hmm. somebody asked earlier in the night that I didn't really get a chance to answer over in chat. What's my favorite thing to do at a convention? It's to go on side quests and play music. Mm-hmm. Whenever people ask me to go do something for them, for me, it's a side quest. I'll go complete it and get the XP for it. Um... But yeah, I leave myself time open to go enjoy myself, to you know have fun, all that kind of stuff. So I suggest that you do the same. Nice. All right, what's your what's your last one for this one? Oh, my last one's the most important. Make new friends. Holy moly, make new friends. There, there's so many people there that are just. And this is coming from an extrovert, so it's easy for me. It may not be easy for you, and I understand that. But this is coming from somebody who went to a convention and made fifty percent of their friends now. So, I mean, 50% of my current really close-knit group of friends are here in town. But the other 50% are scattered across the four winds, whether they be in mm-hmm. a different country across the sea or they're um, it, just a few states away. I love going to conventions because I know that I'm going to end up making like two or three new friends. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I've always told people – I always give people two pieces of advice on how to make friends – Talk to them like you've known them your entire life. Not in the sense of feeling overly familiar or overly comfortable with them, but talk to them like they're kind of already your friend. And strangers are just friends you have. Uh, strangers are just friends that you haven't met yet. So take the opportunity to go meet some new people and make new friends because they could end up being a part of that close knit circle that you hold so near and dear to your heart. Yeah. So make new friends. Yeah, make new friends. That's a good one. All right, so I know that you got another top five, but I think we have spent quite a bit of time on this, and this might be a good one for us to be able to do as a part two for your yeah. other five, because your other your next five, and to kind of like preview everybody for this the next five, 
what would what is that going to be on specifically? Our next five, uh, my next five will be on your top five tips for what to do whenever it's your first convention or event running organized tabletop RPGs. Right on. I love it. All right, so I think what we'll do with the rest of our time is we'll go back to the the uh, the stream and we'll take a look at chat and we'll and we'll do some Q and A real fast with yeah. for Gabriel. So if you got any other questions that you want to throw out in there, uh, go ahead and do so now. Uh, otherwise, we're, I'm going to go ahead and start going through it. So does World of Game Design typically play in the same building as Baldman Games? Uh, I know there was the bald. Uh, I don't. Not not typically. Well, it kind of depends on the convention, right? So we'll, I think Winter Fantasy is all Baldman. Origins. Uh, Baldman is I think over. Uh, in the in the Hyatt where the the Hyatt ballroom, and uh, World of Game Design was not there. So in different places there and at Gen Con, they World were of Game in, Design was over in the main hall, wasn't it? The, I think they were. Well, we were we were kind of spread out in a couple of different places, uh, but they weren't in the same building. So I I'd say no. It's probably the the short short answer to that one. They're not typically in the same place. Uh, let's see. What is your favorite thing to do at conventions, Gabriel? Oh, uh, from Chris. remember go on side quests and to play music. Right on. Okay. Uh, let's see. Gridlock is one of playing. Let's see if I can find the other questions. Bald man. It's bald man, not bald win. Uh, let's see here. Time passes. Where's the other one? Oh, uh, we we answered the question about how we take care of our voices. Let's see here. I think that was pretty much that. Those were the big oh, ones that I see in here. Go Gridlock. Uh, by the way, if you don't have a duos partner for any of the Smash com- competitions, I'll absolutely do duos <laughs> with you. I main Little Mac. And, uh, which I know his recovery is bad, but that's only if you can get me off the side of a ring. And um, Link little Mac win. and Cloud, little L- Mac and Cloud, Link because I'm a, I'm a sweat. Link, Link, Link forever. Link always. Link was top tier in brawl and melee, and mm. then whenever Ultimate came out, he kind of got nerfed. That's a shame. He'll always be uh, he'll always be the best in my heart. Gridlock, you you are so near and dear to my heart. Uh, yeah, if you know how to play Mac, he is crazy because he's the fastest character. Mm-hmm. He's legitimate. He's faster than Sonic. He is the fastest character in the roster. Love it. And by the way, if Gridlock, if you want to do uh, an Octoon Cthulhu, I'll hook you up. Let's plan. Let's try to do that at the next convention that we're at together. How's that sound? I'm sure he'll run you a private table and everything. Something like that. We can do Our Lady of Eternal, the Eternal Sapphire. Which is, that's the one that we ran last year at uh, both Origins and Gen Con. It was really, really well well received. I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was pretty good stuff. You could do it as a two or a four hour, so we can squeeze it in no matter what. I'll hook you up, dude. Um, all right. Any other questions out there? Gabriel, you got any questions for me or anything like that as, as we're kind of winding down and wrapping up? I don't think so. I ask you lots of questions on a daily basis, so I don't think I have any questions to ask. I was you hoping now. that you would save them for now, but that's fine. No, it's the end of the day, so I'm gonna wait until about two a.m. Knock on his door and go, "Hey, I've got one." Okay, so you said that you wanted to attend other conventions other than the ones that you did last year, or you've seen done two already. So t- you've gone to three. Winter Fantasy, Origins, Gen Con. Mm-hmm. You want to also go to Gary Con, you said. Not just I want to, I will oh, be going, going to Gary Con Oh, you are going to Gary Con, Con next okay, cool. year. That is a definite. I will by the there. way, I did get, I got quasi-corrected by Mike, or Mike hooked us up with some extra knowledge. Uh, they're opening up additional badges on the 6th of January, from what it looks like. My so. finger will be hovered over that purchase button. Don't you worry. Yeah. 
Yep. All right. So uh, aside from those, is there anything else? Any other one that you want to go to? Oh, um, if World of Game Design does uh, NYCC again, I would really like to go to NYCC. I am. It is probably my biggest regret in the gaming, like in the gaming field. My biggest regret is turning down New York Comic Con. We didn't. It's, I we, really we, wanted to go, and there were, had, like a, there were a billion people there. But come on, John Carpenter was right I know. there. Believe me, he was right there. Troy rubbed it in. I know. Oh man, it's true friendship there. Make sure that you let. I'm your sure know. that the audience has heard about the John Carpenter. They have. Story. I've complained and pissed and whined and complained about it a lot for both of us. John Carpenter is literally my biggest music influence, and it made me so angry sitting at that uh, seeing him just sitting there. He was right there. Within arm's reach. I could have talked to within, him. Within hugging distance. I'm sure he would have really enjoyed some rando nerd <laughs> <laughs> at that point coming up and, and hugging him and, and weirding him out. So, uh, For me, it'll be Game Hole Con. If I have to sacrifice something on the altar of a convention, I will probably sacrifice Gen Con to go to Game Hole Con this year. Depending, if I hear some, if there's some rumbles about something really awesome happening at happening at Gen Con, I'll try to go to both maybe. But um, yeah, Gen Con's just it is a lot. Uh, once I once I went I went once and I was really done with it. And every time that I've gone since then is just to be with other people that I like and helping them out and that kind of stuff. So I don't mind. I've yes, Gridlock. I have heard nothing but stellar. St- I'm talking about like stellar people love. Game Hole Con. I think it's Game Hole. I want to say it's like it's less than five thousand. I think from, from what I understand, and that's a, that's like to me that's like the butter zone for me. Enough people there to where you've got like there are people milling around, and it's not like a ghost town. Uh, it, 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 they have attract enough vendors to come in, like high profile vendors to come in and uh, kind of fill out the vendor hall, things like that. Gridlock's so. going to be a Gen Con. We have to go. Well, I mean, I will do my best. I'll do my best. I can't make any promises. I kind of, I'm really, really, really want to go to Game Hall, Game Hall Con this year. So, and the new job is going to be pretty demanding for PTO for a while. So we'll see what happens. But who knows? Gabriel might go without me. Which traitor? I'm a big boy now. That Judas. means that I can go wherever I need to go. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think that's where we're going to go ahead and stop it for the night. Gabriel, you got anything else you wanted to throw out there before we we, uh, we call it? Um, from me. I will. I am going to coin my own catchphrase oh, now, crap. since I have been on here enough. Go make beautiful music and share it with people. There you go. Uh, for Troy, um, play great games, guys. And if you know, you know. For me, please be kind to one another out there. It's getting just animals out there. Be nice. Be nice to one another. It's worth it, even if it, it pays to be kind.